0: Do do
1: do
2: about <laughs> that i don't know that's an
0: outtake from a movie with uh will farrell and uh jeremy piven which one is that it's the one with the car salesman one
2: oh i've never seen that one. Car oh, salesman. yeah Oh Lord. feel yeah, in my they were like, they, they, He was like a shady car. They were well, they used were, car salesmen. They were dueling car salesmen or something like that, right? No, no,
0: no. no. Was, they were used car salesmen. Where they, I think the dealership was going like, to close down unless they sold like 100 cars in a weekend.
2: Oh, I did see that so movie. So then what he like the he's,
0: he's doing everything. I thought like, I saw yeah. every single Will Ferrell movie that's out there. Well, it's not really him. I think he just does a cameo. <laughs> that's probably yeah. the reason why I haven't seen it And him there's yet. a
2: scene where oh. he goes like...
0: Ooh, I feel it in my plums. Like, <laughs> deep down in my plums. Is
2: it similar to his incredible cameo where he, like, channels Ric Flair on, what is it, uh, Eastbound and Down, I think? Oh, I have not I seen that. I haven't seen that either. All right, wait, Mandalorian. Let's go. Cool. Dude, he channels Ric freaking go, Flair. He's like, He acts like Ric. He has blonde hair. Woo. He, he goes, woo, Like, he's. I forgot what the heck. I think he's a baseball, like, owner or something like that. That he sounds like, about, right? He's like a, like a like semi-villain. Like Texas and stuff? And like he's he's this totally channeling Eastbound you never heard of Eastbound no, and I Down? No, oh, yeah. I have. Yeah, I have. Eastbound and Down. I believe he's Eastbound the, and Down. Because there's one where he's a, uh,
1: like a soccer coach or something like that, right? I don't know about that one. There's a movie with Will Ferrell where he's like a soccer coach. I remember the and he's basketball he's like the most one. extreme. Well, and he's also done ice skating, too.
2: Yes. <laughs> Blades, so, of, glo- Blades Glory? of Glory? Blades of Glory. Something like that. Oh. Very, very oh. strange. Very weird I want movie. it now. That's so good. something pro? Semi-pro? It uh, oh. was the basketball oh. one. was the basketball oh. one, yeah. The logic is so good. I can't remember yeah. the other Did you see the the Between it's Two it's Ferns movie? Stop. No, I have it. not. not. Stop. stop. I have not. Okay. Okay. I'm going to press the
3: button. Let's
0: Don't make me stop. do it. The Mandalorian. Oh, God, he did it. The Mandalorian. All right. The Mandalorian. Are you ready to go into The Mandalorian?
2: He actually did it.
0: guys ready? Did what? He started recording.
2: Did what? <laughs> Good.
0: He recorded. Good.
2: I wanted all of you to hear that. Hey, guys. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Get Geek, and we're going to talk about episode, or you know what? They're chapters. We're talking about chapter seven and chapter eight of The Mandalorian. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. What did you guys think of the whoa, episode? Whoa, whoa, We're not going to introduce ourselves? No, man.
0: You know who you are. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. I'm God. sorry. I'm
2: just so excited to talk about it. Let's I'm go. Jose. I'm Wolfie. This is AJ. This is Walt.
4: Some tired form of uh, Eli. <laughs>
2: You're always tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you want
0: to
4: do like
2: uh, Oh, sorry.
4: Yeah, credit to the chocolate milk.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not the chocolate caffeine. milk. Not the chocolate milk. That's your form of caffeine. We're drinking some coffee to like sort of... Well, I mean... I, I, think think I got energy to talk about the Mandalorian. I got I energy now. Yeah. I, got, I definitely it's got a energy to talk about this. So. Especially since, like, okay, I'll give... Or, uh, should we give impressions of both episodes? Or let's start with episode seven, and we'll move on to episode no, eight. Let's, let's do it, no, see, I, think, I, think, I, think, th- I
1: think they kind of blend yeah. into each other. That's yeah, true. Personally, I think that really we should well.
2: speak about episode seven and eight together as one episode. In yes, my yeah, statement. I agree. It's yeah. like what you enjoyed about the first three episodes. They're oh, like a movie if you put the two of them together. So, okay, so... My impressions, these were, to me, b- besides episode three, easily the best episodes of the first season, the best chapters of the first season. Um, the action was fantastic, and the, the emotional payoffs that they've been building to, even in some of the filler episodes, um, was great. I, I loved it. I want to give episode, or chapter seven, I'm going to give an eight out of ten, Chapter 8, I will give a 9 out of 10 because Chapter 8 to me was almost perfect except for something that Walt and Wolfie pointed out to me that I do definitely agree with at this point and we'll talk about that or you guys can give your opinion on that. Um, so what, what, did it, what, what else did you guys think? What did you think of the episodes? No, I thought the episodes were great. Um,
0: it, uh, uh, given given that we had Episode 7, then Rise of Skywalker and then or Chapter 8 rather, not Episode 8 Uh, In between, um, uh, it just underscores the fact that there is a good possibility to have great Star Wars stories told from Disney. So, you know, I think it's amazing, and you know, it's a, it's, it's
2: a, I think, an awesome way to end this first season. Apparently, only Dave Filoni can do it. And with with the help of Jon Favreau and Taika Waititi, and nobody else can.
1: I, why I kneel at the temple of Dave Filoni. <laughs> why, why they
2: didn't include him in the movies at all is a mystery, but I don't know. That's a topic for another time. Yes. What about you? What did you think? I thought that
3: both episodes 7 and 8 were phenomenal. Um, I'm not stressing too much about the thing that you guys wound up pointing out. Well, that we're going to talk about later, but, mm-hmm. God, it really is a wonder why, What it, it makes me upset now, because yeah. if we've had a guy like this helming the, what was, 7, 8, and 9, how much better would it have
2: been? Yeah, they could have even taken the same, sort of similar story and just reworked it with, like, the, the eye for Star Wars detail that they have and the eye for the themes of Star Wars and all yeah, that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Walt? Um, ju- just to,
1: before I, I, I talk about it, just to top off what you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, the difference between the show and the movies is that the fan service that was done in the movies was forced. Mm-hmm the stuff that's been put into the shows is organic and it makes sense and it ties back canon perfectly not just for the sake of saying hey fans here's an easter egg they take those easter eggs and they blend it and weave it into the show beautifully into the feloni verse exactly so right. that's that's why i, I, I like say like the feloni verse yeah. yeah the feloni verse well basically yeah <laughs> it is because i mean you know, it's like what happened
2: to this thing and we find out Right, exactly. Here, what happened know. to this and thing from like We'll get into that. It's a big lore. thing, right? Yes it is. Yes it is. It's a huge
1: thing. Um for me, episode, uh, chapter 7 and 8 is a return to the thing that I loved the Mandalorian for was the world building, the mythology and stuff that I think was lacking in the middle part of the season. I think the world building was still good in the middle. It but, it I was, but I understand I understand like the thread was what Right, was missing, exactly. It, the thread it, just, the story it just it just into a certain extent. They were more filler episodes. They were more, you know, um, the, the plot of the week, the, the, the thing that they had to do with the week. This goes back to the whole, we're back to the organic storytelling and stuff. Um, I thought they were fantastic. I mean, you know, again, you put this as a film and throw it into the movie theaters, and I guarantee you it'll probably do even better than Rise of Skywalker because it was just, it flowed so well.
2: Bet. Uh, Bet. This would redeem Star Wars movies for fans if that were if this were movies because you could have made this into a trilogy very easily. with that all That first material.
1: those first three chapters easily was a movie in of itself. I mean, you had the first, second, and the third act. You know what I'm saying? You might have had and you left it as a, with a cliffhanger.
2: And you, I I'll agree. You might have had like a slightly less meaty than you want middle or second act. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I would I think that there would be some payoffs because of what we got in the end. Right. What about you, Eli? Eli. What did you think?
4: Two things. I'm glad it first. I'm glad it had nothing to do with Rise of Skywalker. Um, number two, I thought it was very. Um. I thought it was very um juicy and like um juicy. the storyline and the character building and all of that, especially with the main villain that comes up in the seventh episode epi- mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, and that's basically it. Um. I can't really explain anything else without going into spoiler territory.
2: Which we're about to. So we loved it. We freaking loved it. So I got to say one thing. You know, it's,
0: you know, obviously Disney can, you know, we obviously agree that Disney can give out, you know, good stories, good Star Wars stories. But it isn't that difficult because there's already, there's so much in the Star Wars universe that it should not be that difficult to create a good storyline. I don't know why they couldn't do that in the movies. The, the like sequel, it's not that hard to pick a few storylines that fans already love and just run with that, you know?
2: I mean, so, the simple difference, right, is the sequel The sequel trilogy answered questions that nobody asked. The yeah, Mandalorian yeah. answered questions that, that the Makes biggest sense. fans had on yeah. their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so that's kind of the difference between that's what you said walt about it being organic mm-hmm.
0: yeah
2: uh so then can we start spoiling stuff because i'm itching yes spoiler <laughs> spoiler 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 alert spoiler alert we're Do gonna get wait. into spoilers and if you guys didn't notice we're about to talk about spoilers so Dietz guys tell me what you think in detail about this episode about these episodes, chapters. Do you guys want to go around and talk about your like your one favorite scene or one favorite part of the show?
0: That's really uh, hard. Between to pick. The, between seven and eight, pick one episode that you guys enjoy, or, or not episode, but like pick one scene or storyline that you guys enjoyed the Boy, most out tough. of everything. Oh, I, I already know.
4: I already I know, know mine too. So Ooh, what do you guys? Perfect. Think. See, it's not that tough. I
0: know go. mine also. <laughs> go ahead. I'll, I'll save mine for last. Don't see it. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I'm, I'm probably I'm gonna have to don't say it spoilers say
3: it say it say it the tie fighter scene where what's his name Moff Gideon Moff cuts Gideon. himself out with get this the Darksaber. saber yeah. Yeah, he went in he oh. went in right oh. away straight, 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 straight to the, to the end,
0: end. Oh, wait
4: no that's not that's not it
0: for me all right so then oh, okay. let's, let's, let's let's hear yours no no no, 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 no. Go, continue ahead, continue. go ahead okay, go ahead okay. go go come on come on come on
4: so um my favorite scene my favorite scene and I think it was um, second favorite actually.
0: No, you gotta pick one. What? You gotta pick your one. First favorite. Gotta pick one. Point. Only one.
2: Okay, so keep on, keep going. What? No, no, you know? no, no, no. I mean, cool. I mean, You're I mean, on the mic. Space. You, you the said you were ready. How would you know it's your second favorite if it's... you don't know what your first favorite okay, is? Okay, just keep going, keep going. No, no, no. What is it? Okay, okay. Tell us. Uh, Tell us. Okay, I got
4: it. I got it. Um, when the armor is sitting down, oh yes. and the stormtroopers come rushing uh, in, boy, and, she and she doesn't, and she doesn't do anything until that one nudge on the head. She gets up and starts beating them, bro. Oh,
0: yeah, that was, that was pretty. No, no
3: weapons involved, I'm still, I'm still mind so you. Guys-
0: For she an armor, everything hammer. is a weapon. Oh well, yeah, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. She Actually, you still. know what? Like, what if like because she's an armor? Those are the weapons that she's mastered. Yeah, it could be. Well, what about you? What's your favorite scene before someone oh, else boy. takes it? Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: they've already taken two of my favorites already. So now I gotta, I gotta think. Well, I you can
0: agree eat. with them. You can just. Yeah, you know, but you don't I, have
1: to. I, I think we need to, we need to flesh out more of the episodes by doing other we shall scenes. <laughs> <We laughs> shot. Um, I'm it. going. I'm going to say the scene. The IG Eleven scene. Oh, starting, which one? Starting, starting with him taking Baby Yoda and coming back into the, the oh, town. That was <laughs> <Yeah. freaking> that, <laughs> that was, that was a, so awesome. And, and listen, I, I know we're picking a lot of Chapter Eight things, but there was a lot to like in Chapter Seven as yeah, well. Absolutely. Eight, you know, yeah, you know absolutely. Yeah. And so don't don't get us wrong by thinking <laughs> that it's all about Chapter Eight here, but Chapter Eight is kind of like the one that's freshest in our minds.
0: And I mean, it it's also have, medias. Come on, right? And, <laughs> it is, but it, is, yeah. it
1: also did have the most action scenes out of all of them. Um, and like I said, him on the sp- IG Eleven on the speeder bike going through the town and just blasting random <laughs> stormtroopers was amazing. <laughs> and protecting Baby Yoda all the long, all the way. So that's okay. my that's my scene. Okay.
2: Um, I like this may not end up being my favorite, but the one that that definitely gave me the most Star Wars feels. Was Baby Yoda turning the flames back on that flame trooper? Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. was shock awesome. trooper. Uh, the shock trooper. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty awesome. And again, there's so many great moments, but like right now, that's the one that kind of sticks and maybe the most emotional. It's like, oh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna like really show off his power, and everyone's gonna see it. So that was that episode. That or that moment was really good for me.
3: Can I just mention my favorite scene from uh, uh, from Chapter Seven?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Where the client gets blown to hell <laughs> what that's your favorite scene
0: oh I my god loved that
3: because it came Whoa. out of nowhere I it was how- like i thought i was gonna see more of this
0: guy but how- nope. that's exactly how- why i think to me it's like the, my least favorite because i really really like the client and i'm yeah. sad that i'm not gonna see him anymore oh, yeah
3: there's that but and my, th-
0: <laughs> my favorite scene oh my favorite scene or my favorite kind of like storyline is the moment and I think everyone here already knows what my yep. favorite scene is. But it's the moment that they finally confirm canon <coughs> that Mandalorians are not a race. <coughs> okay? <coughs> it's a creed. Mm. <laughs> well, what's with the grunts? Mm. What's because with the grunts? someone so may I not have taken just... a creed. <laughs> I don't know. He did, he did say don't that. don't don't put that out there. He's definitely <laughs> don't put that out there. He was made a Mandalorian. Boba Fett's made a Mandalorian. This show basically Do we of, know that That Boba Fett Do is we know a Mandalorian. Yes, we know that. Okay. I don't think so. Come on. Why are you why are you such a fat hater? Anyway <laughs> Hey, I love Django <laughs> Fett. I love Django Fett. It's
4: just like he's not a Mandalorian. And he never and
3: he
0: never will be. I don't know about never will. No, be. you can't say that. Come well, on, wait. guys. You guys can't troll anymore. You can't troll our fans either. Boba, it's already Boba been Boba had more respect
2: for the Mandalorian culture than Django did, though. That to me, because Django did, did and Django definitely did it to be like a swindler, just to get one up on everybody. It was less about like because it seemed like Boba definitely embraced it. Like well, yeah, you said. absolutely. Because I, mean, I don't know. Like I much said about he the became canon,
0: a a Mandalore himself, and with the Mandalorian. Mandalorian Mandalorian elders have also Mandalorian elders have also. I mean, of course, like we're talking about legends, which, you know, unfortunately, Disney has said is not canon until until it it until it until it is until (laughs) it suits Disney until it's like, oh, hey, we want to make this canon because we need to fix Rise of Skywalker. Uh, But
1: I like the way they're doing it because they're 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 taking stuff that fans like and they're weaving it
0: into their stories. Yeah, and no, I understand. You know, just depends, I'm just waiting so. for the moment that they confirm that Boba's a Mandalorian. I think Boba Fett really needs his own Disney Plus series. I think he needs because I a th- movie. Well, wouldn't you want to see it long form, though? I,
1: think, I would like I think to see it more epic.
0: Because the thing is, we already have the Mandalorian. I, there's no reason to have another Mandalorian since we true. already know Boba Fett's a Mandalorian. True. But it's I true. think
1: there's a lot of stories that we need
0: told yeah.
1: from, from Boba Fett's perspective because he's been shown so little in the movies no, I know. that
0: we don't have a sense of his backstory. There but is see, no backstory. I, like, I, I, exactly. I, think, I think that they can do that through the Mandalorian, Mandalorian series, right? Like, if, if Boba becomes not a sub-character, but, like, kind of a... Not a villain either, but a cameo character, you know? Someone like they they, they, I, they, they, they... they make some... After they make... Listen, hear me out. He's giving me wincing faces. But <laughs> hear me out. So if they make Boba Fett movies, okay... In the style of Logan, and s- supplement that and confirm that um, with, uh, with the Mandalorian show, where he has like some storylines where they cross paths somehow, or like storylines are expanded upon from Boba's legend and legend status that ends up supporting future movies of Boba Fett.
1: But are you okay with just a cameo of Boba Fett?
0: Well, as long as say. the cameo is a support system to the movies. To the movies. Okay, yeah. okay. You could have, to have him in the Obi Wan show too. Yeah, you can have Boba Fett everywhere. Yeah. He could be like But the think, But I think that like, Boba Fett needs to be introduced with the film and then he can be supported through all the other shows.
4: I wanna have a Darth Maul movie. Thank you. With with the Death Watch. Oh uh, wait. Well no. I
1: think I think Darth Maul can blend into that. Mandalorian. Yeah, that. I think Darth Maul can blend into the Obi Wan show. Yeah, that. Um, I think yeah, Darth yeah, Maul was like supposed
2: to be yeah. in freaking Solo if, too, but if, that ain't right, happening exactly. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like Boba Fett,
0: the same exact thing. Anyway, that's my favorite scene in Episode Eight. It was Episode Eight. Uh, is that when they confirm that it's a creed, not a race, and then they go into like the full. uh the, the, the full flashback yeah. of how he kind of survived the attack
2: that happened. That was an awesome scene, also. Yeah. So, That's uh, was an awesome scene.
0: And yes, we d-
1: we did get like um, AJ said over here. We did get confirmation that the bounty hunters that saved Mando. Well, we know his name now, right? Uh, Din Dijin? Din Din Dejarin. Dejarin, right? excuse me. Din Djarin. Din yes. yeah. Um Yes. See. You said that yeah, it was easy to remember. It's not. <laughs> it's true. Um, but it's those bounty, those uh, those Mandalorians that saved him had a very significant signet on their shoulders. AJ, you wanna you wanna fill our audience in on who those Mandalorians were?
3: Yes. So Walt actually pointed this out to me. Um, the signet. Is a signet typically worn by the Visla clan who would also go on to form the Death Watch.
1: Right, and those those characters, um, they were fleshed out in the Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, they, had they had a little they bit of Rebels. Rebels, right? But they're very, very important in Mandalore mythology and stuff. Um, if anybody knows about v- the Visla clan, and this ties directly to the Darksaber, which is your favorite scene. Hey. Um, Tare Vizsla was the first and I think only Mandalorian ever to attain Jedi Knight status, correct? To be a Jedi, period. To be a Jedi, period. Um, and his weapon was the Darksaber that we saw at the end of Chapter 8.
2: The, 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 that's the final shot that we see. That's the final shot. With Moff Gideon, who, again, as a Breaking Bad fan... John Carlo Esposito is one of the most awesome actors at playing villains. Like in media today, mm-hmm. I think. And you would, like I said, you would have to see Breaking Bad, but which you will eventually because yes, I, I, will. I, I, will not, I, I will not. I will not pass from will. this world. Will. until you watch Breaking Bad. I will. But I will. that being said, like some of the moments with him were really cool. Like everything he said was like just so badass. Like I liked the moment where he was like where they were trying to um, kind of uh, negotiate with him. In order to yeah. to get away, and he was like and they were like, "What insurances do we have?" And he was like, "You don't have any insurances that I'm going to let you go. Right. It's just in my best interest right now, at this moment, to leave you alive." Like he's just like, w- and the part where he like him and Mando are like actually fighting, and Mando's mowing everyone down with that that massive blaster, the the e web, E-web, the e web, the e web blaster, the repeater, and, the heavy repeater can. Yeah. Moff Gideon's just calmly walking through like all of this craziness going around him. He just pulls out his blaster, shoots Mando in the back of the head. Mando tries to turn to shoot him. and He's just like, oh, I could just blow that thing up right next to you. Boom. Like, he's just so cool, calm, and collected. And that's what I've always loved about the way that he plays characters like this. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Do yeah. we think he's force sensitive? I think he is.
1: No,
3: um, I know because
2: that's debatable.
1: Because
4: you don't have to wield the Darksaber. Um, and be Force-sensitive.
1: Right, because... previsla Vizsla yeah, wasn't uh, Force-sensitive yeah, and he used it. I think a little bit later on, we should delve into the the history of the Darksaber. But just specific to this, um, the only reason I mention is because I think this is something that you and I, Wolfie, mm-hmm. were talking about. How in the world did he know... And I think, Jose, we also talked about it also. Yeah. How did we? he know that Baby Yoda right. wasn't there? Now, there's two theories that we can put out right, there. Right, in
2: Chapter 7, when the when uh rip the client was like I have the baby with me now and like so he was when, just like no you don't why don't we do this why don't we say what
1: chapter 7 was about what chapter 8 was about very very quickly chapter 7 was them returning back to navarro and grief was telling him come back um, if you give baby yoda to the client all all will be forgiven right
2: right because he was remember he was he was making that bargain because the client was making life really difficult for right. the guild because he brought a buttload of stormtroopers to mm-hmm. Navarro and just he couldn't do business anymore the way that he, he was able to right, he was prior stifled. to that.
1: He was stifled by that presence there, right?
2: But like you know, let's talk, let's talk about one of the better moments from that episode. So that leads into, he gets the message from Grief Carva that leads him to go and, and seek out Cara Dune to help him out mm-hmm. in, this, in this quest. And seep- seek out uh, one of our favorite characters who, oh man, Quill. Rest in uh, peace. Rest in peace, Nick Nolte's character.
1: Hashtag he has, in memoriam. He, has, he, has he spoken had spoken
2: for the last time. Yeah. Yes, hopefully not. Hopefully uh, not. Maybe there'll be flashbacks. Maybe they'll make a show about him. That might be interesting. interesting. But
3: Empire Strikes Back.
2: He definitely actually had probably the best, pro, one of the best moments in, in Chapter 7 with him teaching IG-11 when he when he salvaged IG-11, right. who previously had tried to kill the child, Baby Yoda. And, and it,
1: that brought up some interesting thoughts, also because yeah, the the thing about it is that you don't program robots; you teach robots, and and I guess that's why we have robots in the Star Wars universe, droids, actually, that um have personalities, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Which was a very interesting thing to drop in that show.
2: Right. It was. It's interesting how you have to kind of nurture them, and how your personality influences them so much, because Kuil is such a helpful person and because he is a protector of sorts he instilled that in IG11 and gave us one of the best scenes but you know after after he visits Kara and Quill they go to Navarro and they they hook up with Grief Karga who's one of my favorite characters of the whole show cuz I, I i freaking love Apollo Creed man <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome Apollo to have Apollo back in the awesome. forefront of of something, and he has some great jokes throughout the ep- <laughs> yeah, throughout the episodes he's too. Gonna really. He's gonna eat me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't we why do we talk about that moment? Who wants to kind of take us a little bit further in the plot after they get uh, back to Navarro? Okay,
3: so um, they're traveling along Navarro's landscape, and uh, they they camp out, they build a fire. It's all it's all well and good, until we get some pitch pitch black looking creatures that fly. Start trying to pick them off. And,
4: and what does he say before they start attacking?
1: <laughs>
3: It'll be okay.
1: Nothing could
4: possibly go wrong.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and literally, the the thing flies right by his shoulder, right?
3: Yeah, it nicks him. It takes, it it takes two of the two the blurs, of those blurgs because
2: yeah. that's what it was really after. And you can see Quill's like the relationship he has yeah. with his with his steed in that moment. He didn't say let it go. Let
3: her go. Yeah.
2: He could tell you really cared about them. So that mm-hmm. made him even better of a character.
3: Yeah. And so it eventually, what we come to find out is that it didn't just go past him. It severely injured him. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to deliberate now. Oh, well, he's severely injured. What are and, we going to do? Poisoned. Yeah. And yep. poisoned mm-hmm. at that. By the wound. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, just leave me. I'm going to die. You know, the whole Star Wars trope where... You leave them, you survive. Yeah, this is how it ends. And Cara Dune's like, "Don't be so dramatic." Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Baby Yoda
2: starts to walk towards him, and is like, "Wait, what's it gonna do? Is it gonna eat me? Don't the, let it eat me." We get the payoff from him trying to do it in Episode Two. Yeah, where he tried to heal Mando, and then Baby Yoda displays Force healing that reminds me though we yeah we, that's actually pretty huge we have to mention that in just before that when they're flying to Navarro and Cara and yeah. Mando are having their arm wrestling match that's a moment that's interesting too remember that Baby Yoda shows yeah. Yeah. off yeah, his yeah, dark exactly. side abilities mm-hmm. I don't know what that's supposed to like what that's I don't supposed know. to I guess tell I, us I, I,
0: hold on I don't think it's a dark side thing I think that's just like you know he's using his uh, um, innate abilities for protection but you know, he's still a child. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't, you know, may not realize well, what he's doing. it is doing. turning Force it on his head, though, like is cannon, more of a, a dark side
3: ability.
1: Yeah, that's not no something Jedi a Jedi, Jedi would use. Yeah.
3: But he's not a Jedi. Yes. Uh, he's no, just... He's not
0: trained. That's true. So you that's can't true. say that he's using light side or dark side he's at all. He's just tapping He's just tapping into his innate ability to protect his protector.
3: So here's what I think was going on there. I think what they tried to illustrate there is that... Well, he could go either way. Mm -hmm. He has potential both in this realm, the light side, which is evident from the force healing. And we don't see much of the dark side powers, but we have the force choking Mm -hmm. incidents. Mm -hmm. So that, that to me says, oh, well... Here I was thinking all he was all well and
2: good, but you know, maybe he has a little little nasty side. It's know? just a little bit of instinct. It's all yeah, instinct, that, his that force too, powers of course. Right? Yeah. But like, yeah, that can go either way. But so moving back to where we were with the with the baby Yoda healing using the force heal, which is the only thing that I guess ties it to the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Right, and they made
1: they made it a, a point of putting that episode two days before the premiere of Rise of Skywalker, so that at least there's precedent set that we do have force healing in this universe. Mm-hmm.
3: That's like a really advanced technique, though, if
2: I'm, it not, it if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Now, if you're Kylo Ren, you just learn it as right. soon as you, like, are redeemed. I, I, let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on. Kylo who? Yes. No, that's that's wrong. I like so Kylo. So,
1: they finally get into um, the town and um, they're confront. they go about the plan, right? Well, which I mean, is- you do
2: remember that, also, Kreev Carter. We, uh, we all thought he was going to double-cross right. Mando, which he was going to do, because but then of the because Baby of Baby Yoda's healing power. Yes. Baby Yoda saves everything. Baby Yoda's the real hero. Yes. But like because of Baby Yoda helping him, he decided <laughs> to help Mando protect Baby Yoda um, and blast the two bounty hunters that are left because the other two died. Did uh, they? Yeah. Remember, one got taken by the, the flying animals. Oh, yeah. And right. what happened to the other one? No, I can't recall. I thought
1: recall. there was two...
2: Oh left. no! There was always there two. were three. There, there were three, and yeah. one of them one died. of them died. Sorry. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. two was left because he shot both of them. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, it looked like he was going to turn around and shoot Kara and Mando,
1: and he just blasted right, right past them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, we finally get back to the town, and the plan is that they're going to kind of swindle the client into thinking that he has the baby Yoda, mm-hmm. uh, but in actuality, baby Yoda is headed back to the Razor Crest with, with Quill, Quill mm-hmm. right? Um, Let's not forget. And the point is to kill the client. Because they believe if they kill the client, they think he's the headman and that the stormtroopers will then scatter and then everything will be fine with the universe. Um, they were wrong about that, but whatever. AJ? Let's not forget the two amazing scout troopers
3: that we meet when they come in and who come in and who reappear again in episode
2: eight. Yes, the, the two scout troopers on the speeder bikes. Oh my gosh. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> those
3: guys are fun. Were the, the, the actors? Were the actors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. confirmed. Jason gotta, Sudeikis yes. and
2: Adam Pally. Mm-hmm. So. Where's Adam Pally from? For those who don't know, I think everybody knows Jason Sudeikis.
1: Adam Pally, he's been in, in a couple of shows. He's not as as well known yeah. as uh, the other ones. Let me, let me pull up his IMDB page to, to let you guys know who exactly he is. If you see his face, you'll know exactly who this guy is.
2: This scene, um, though, um, it did fe- feature my favorite comedic moment of the episode with uh, the polite client when they, when they were trying to swindle uh, the client into believing that Baby Yoda was in the crib. And Grief Karga is like, oh, he's sleeping. Don't disturb him. And the client politely is like, we will be very quiet he just wanted to confirm that Baby Yoda was there. That everything that Werner Herzog did in this show was great. And I'm, I think we're all a little sad that he that he died. But again, for me, to introduce Moff Gideon, Giancarlo Esposito, it was kind of worth it. Okay, so Adam Pally, he's best known for The Mindy
1: Project. Um, he was also in a couple of other shows, like Dirty Grandpa. Um, but you'll probably know him best from Iron Man 3. He is the guy... The cameraman that um, is very much influenced by Tony Stark. He's he's the guy that dresses up like Tony Stark, has oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the haircut like Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and um, Tony gets into his van and sends a message. I can't remember what the message was, but he's that's that
3: guy. Oh, I th- I think I remember now.
1: He's the he's the Robert da- the Tony Stark fan in the camera van, news van, whatever you want to call it. So that's Adam Pallian. Like I said, if you see his face, you'll know exactly who he is. Um, so, anyway, they head back into town. They're I in town guess already, right? I remember.
2: Um, well, they, yeah, they're already in there. They're the, already in there and stuff. In the stuff. client's the client, whatever his, his, his cantina or whatever, whatever yeah, it is. It looks like a bar, kind of. His lair, mm-hmm. you know? And then he excuses himself to take a phone call. <sighs> My favorite part. <laughs> yeah,
1: interesting phone call because he never he never got to finish it. He never got to hang up. Uh, that's where we f- are first introduced to Moff Gideon, and um, this this is where I guess we're we're wondering whether he has force powers or not because um, he's asking the client. Whether he has Baby Yoda, and the client says, "Yeah, he's here. He's sleeping and stuff," and he was like, "Are you sure?" Right,
2: and it could be the fob. Like, right, it could be the fob, that or just be the most likely like,
1: Yeah, that. Could, but the fob probably is the most likely um, reason that he knows that Baby Yoda is not there. Um, and then all hell breaks loose, right? Because
2: oh, Bob Gideon
1: God. is not the type to. I guess, accept failure. Yeah. So he blasts the ever-living crap out of that cantina, bar, lair, whatever you want to call it.
3: And the best part about this scene is that when you finally get to look outside, because you, you, you're wondering, how did they aim so well? <laughs> These are stormtroopers, for
1: God's sake.
3: Wrong. They're death troopers. Six <laughs> oh of them, right?
1: There were yeah. six of them standing outside. <laughs> yes. So, um, Goth, Moff Gideon, he's got he's got some weight to him, right?
0: He's got some bodyguards with him and stuff,
2: mm-hmm, and that cool Tie Fighter. Yeah. What, what what's your
0: what's your opinion? Like, I mean, obviously they don't represent the Empire, but like, who are they then? Like, what's this whole platoon serving Gideon for then?
1: That's an interesting question. I guess that's something that's going to be answered in season two because we never what? really got a sense of
0: why yeah. he was there and why he was after Baby Yoda. See, this is where I think that, like, there is a possibility that, like, uh, uh Force-sensitive because yeah. maybe he's trying to tap into, like, some sort of Force and, and, and be, like, the next guy to, like, take over using the Force and take over the Empire. Maybe he's trying to start some sort of coup, seeing uh, um, a, a vacuum of power and stuff, which is why yeah. he has... The dark Saber and you know, and he's like controlling these people. So I, I feel like maybe that's kind of what's going on here.
2: He he gives me like not exactly, but he's so much smarter it seems than almost all the other characters. He gives me like Grand Admiral Thrawn vibes a little bit. Sure. Um, but with the he with really the force sensitivity, but that's I mean that's what makes him such a such a great character. Besides, again, that he's the man. That the actor is the man. I think that 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 makes. That, that, that plants the seed that he may have some force sensitivity along with some other things that occur in the episode. Yeah. Um,
1: so that episode ends with um, our heroes pinned down in that cantina. And,
2: uh, and, then finally and then finally, we have Quill racing to take baby Yoda back to safety, being chased by the scout troopers.
1: Let me ask you a question. And, 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 and again, this, this is what... Being shot down. This is one of the things, and I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what's your take on the whole point that, you know, again, again, this is one of the things that I think drives me a little crazy about the show is that we don't get a good sense of how smart the Mandalorian is because there are times where he's like super uber smart and there are times he's bumbling around like an idiot and I think this is one of the these cases because he's talking to Quill on an open channel mic because the way that the stormtroopers find them is yeah. they hear him they over the it. mic. Where are you? You're heading back to the ship. Are you there yet? And that's what prompts them to go after
2: the, the the child. Well, I said it before. I think that all of this is meant to illustrate that Mando is still learning. I really think that a lot of it is meant to illustrate that. Because you even see it in his progression. He gets weapons that he's never had before. And then skipping ahead, he gets the jetpack near the end of chapter 8. Something that... that kind of completes, and he gets his uh, his signet as mm-hmm. well, that's something that kind of completes his progression to a full-blown Mandalorian warrior. So they, warrior. So he's yeah. just, he's, he's, he's green. He's why very do we green. Have,
1: why do we have episodes like The Prisoner then, where he's, well, he looks
2: unstoppable in that episode? But he was an idiot also for trusting them. True. He he True. makes a lot of mistakes that are mistakes of somebody who doesn't know how to navigate this okay. world. I'll, I'll, not, I'll
3: go with that. Not even that. I but think
2: that's my, my thought on that. Though
3: he he can be experienced in some areas and then terribly lacking in others. Like clearly his his fighting ability is on par with like. Drop shock troopers and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. He, well, he tangled with the death troopers, right? And, but then, like Cara Dune kind of okay, like well, one yeah. up some.
2: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they. She has really, no like, armor on her you know, face. She's just <laughs> punching him in the in the in the helmet. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's best car. Like, exactly. and she doesn't you know even mean? flinch.
0: She's just yeah. pounding on him. I mean, but, they come to like a standoff, pointing guns directly at each other's face. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if like someone that can, you know, stand against uh, a platoon of death troopers can so easily be defeated, or at least, like, mashed up by Cara Dune. I think we'll... Nothing against Cara Dune, but it just doesn't yeah.
2: make sense. I think we'll get more insight uh, into her in, she... in season two, though. Yeah, I think I so hope also. that we will.
3: Even then, she has more experience on him.
2: That's true also. Yeah. A lot more experience if you, like, go by the timelines. Yeah. Or at least... Well, we don't know when he started as a bounty hunter, but it, it seems like she has a lot more experience, because she's retired He's just starting. right? Yeah. What
3: it really comes down to, in my opinion, is that he doesn't have a lot of technical experience. Okay. Now, It's not so much his fighting ability that's lacking, although it could be better in some areas. I'll, I'll give him that. But it really looks like it's just his technical abilities that's, that's lacking so far. He's
2: not the best tactician as yet. And he's very trusting. He's more trusting than he should be. In, in a lot of situations, because he trusted grief when he shouldn't have necessarily trusted him. Even though grief ended up coming out on his side, he trusted um, what the heck's his name? Freaking the the kid who he hunts, Mignoen's character with, oh, um, who he shouldn't yeah. have trusted. He trusted the crew that that ends up uh, locking him up in chapter six when they go to to rescue the Twi'lek. Um I think with
1: that one, he was blindsided. With he they didn't he didn't know what they were after.
2: Yeah, Which but they, again, they were sh- so clearly r- like like trolling him from the moment they met him. Bill Burr and all of them. Yeah. The only guy that didn't was uh, Ran, I think his name was, the, the leader of that crew, the older dude with the beard. But he
1: was the one that right. set him up.
2: Yeah, he was the one know? that set him up. And he was the one he probably most should have trusted. But then like, as soon as he met the rest of that crew, it was like, I don't know about these guys. you Because know? we know it. Mm-hmm. Watching it, we're like, these people are going to do something wrong
4: that the Mandalorian planned it um most of the stuff that went on because that last scene where he placed the bomb with uh oh well I mean yeah Yeah,
3: I'm
4: pretty sure he planned
3: it yeah well at that point he knew okay I really can't trust anyone if this whole operation was really to screw me over
4: if he's good he's not good at um first of all trusting people but then when it, when it comes that he finally figures out what's actually going on
3: well, he, yeah. he
4: can come up with plans pretty quickly
3: it's really just a people factor
1: alright so to end uh, chapter 7 we get the demise of Quill off screen
0: which
2: I was a, that was that was took a little away disappointing.
0: from it a little bit
2: I don't know if it, it, no, you know, I don't, I don't
0: think we needed to see that. The reason we didn't need to see it is because when they showed uh, them picking up uh, Baby, Yoda? Baby Yoda, there was still, even if it was only for the moment, there was still a moment of hope where you're like, well, I hope he's yeah. not dead. I hope like something happened to him, obviously, but I hope he's not dead. And then they show that he's been terminated. Yeah, so, that's, like, that's it kind of hits punch. you in the heart. If you see it happening, obviously it's a gut punch, but they don't give you that hope. They gave us the hopes so that the gub punch hits even harder. Yeah. And, and they linger on his lifeless body, too. I know. I, I, I <laughs> say disappointing in the fact
1: <laughs> because he was one of my favorite characters of the show. I thought he was more the most Star Wars Z character there. I, I mean, you know. He uh, has spoken. Exactly. You know, these yeah, these are like rays. Yoda level type of of sayings and stuff you know what i'm saying plus losing a guy like nick nolte in your cast is tough right i
4: don't know why but he kind of reminds me of the witcher in a way if he was if he was more humble who quill yeah
2: okay Uh, i don't don't know why i don't know i haven't seen it yet if you if you start talking about it i swear one of these right in the kisser let's move on so let's move on to chapter yeah let's get
1: into chapter eight go ahead
2: all right, so chapter eight. Obviously, we continue with the cliffhanger from chapter seven. They're still trapped. Um, they're still in trouble. But actually, we start the episode with probably the most comedic moment of the entire series. It's
1: a very Taiko Atiti moment, right? Yes,
2: it was. It was. It was awesome. And also, uh, Jason Sudeikis is now a villain because of his abuse <laughs> of Baby Yoda. But whoever, well, that other guy was a jerk too. Because like you know, they captured Baby Yoda. They have those great like conversations about how they need to deliver Baby Yoda to Moff Gideon, but they can't interrupt him because he's just killing anybody that annoys him, <laughs> exactly. which is hilarious.
1: And they're it's like just the, fir- the first time he's like, oh, well, he just killed a whole bunch of people. And he was like, oh, what are we doing? Uh, g- can you give me an update? Uh, he just killed somebody
2: for interrupting him. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. he killed that scene was sir. gold. That That's scene was pure gold. Taiko Watiti makes everything better, I think. But like that's a that's a great little setup, a little comedic scene that leads to we finally see um, some people had speculated that Ig Eleven killed Quill at the end of Chapter Seven, and I was just like, "You people are nuts." That's who
1: said that. that what? Was the
2: specu- there was there were articles online, really? like genuine articles, that were like, "Oh, but this was meant to like show that maybe Ig Eleven had turned on Quill." I'm like, "What do you, What show are you watching?" Yeah,
1: exactly. I I, f- I thought it was the direct opposite. They were building Ig Eleven in that episode, in that chapter, for the moments that he had in Chapter 8.
2: Yeah, yeah. which were I would, great. I would
1: he killed Quill? I, that makes no sense to me.
2: Starting with that one, this one where he walks up to the two scout troopers and basically says, like, you better give me that baby because he is my, I am nursing him, and they laugh He's at him. He's a nurse droid. He's a nurse droid. They're like, oh. I thought you were supposed to be an assassin. And then, you know, they mock him and they regret it instantly because one of them gets their arm broken, the other one gets oh. his head practically smashed in. I don't know if he killed them, but they're yeah. definitely not happy. Uh, and then he's—they're sweet- going on workers' comp for sure. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're, they're probably the only ones that are still alive at the end of this episode. That's of true. Those troopers—that's true. But you know, IG Eleven overpowers both of them without the blaster, and then just grabs Baby Yoda, and he's off. And then we go into the the Mandalorian theme, and we see our heroes again in the same trouble that they were in in the last episode. Who wants to tell us a little bit about this scene and what they liked about it? Go, and, for
1: yeah, go for it. Anyone? 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 All right. So they, they, uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in. They, they're they pretty much stuck, and, you know, they're trying to figure out how the <laughs> heck to get out of there. Um, Mando has the bright idea of saying, you know what? Let's go through the sewers because the covert is not that far away from here. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can, we can recruit some of the Mandalorians to help us because there is an entire army out there. And not only that, Moff Gideon busts out the E-Web heavy repeater cannon. And that's when that's the moment where Moff Gideon introduces the fact that he knows each and every one of them. Which was cool as hell. And you know, yeah. we get the realization that Cara Dune is from Alderaan, which makes oh. sense as to why she hates the Empire so much. Yeah. Um, we get the revelation of the Mandalorian's name. And we also get the revelation that Grief Karga is a little bit more than we thought.
2: He was a a disgraced magistrate. And Kara Dune's name was Kara Cynthia Dune Mm -hmm. from Alderaan.
1: And we get a little backstory on Moff Gideon also because uh, apparently he was so off the hook that he was convicted. Imagine that. Being in the Empire and being convicted of war crimes. Wait. So oh, did this happen after oh, or just I think that was the republic. Oh, that oh, that was the republic, okay. So I think that yeah, uh, that I was the connotation. Say. That makes sense.
2: That makes sense. So I apologize. Either the way the republic I didn't think they executed people. We never well, saw that before, did well, we?
1: But you know what? It's no. it's kind of the same thing as having the death penalty, I guess. No, know I know, what know what but but
2: we've never seen that before. That's Well, but he wasn't executed. He apparently, wasn't. And I and I would love to find out what happened. He's alive and well.
4: Wait, so he was in the empire and he was a well, he yeah, he's a moth. Yeah, what? That's so surprising because usually, uh, the empire is usually the one that. Um, well, no, plays I think the, the
1: the point is that he was he was convicted of the war crimes after the empire fell so oh, it was okay. he was he was put on trial by the believe. Republic or the new Republic oh, okay. or whatever yeah. the heck you want to call yeah, it it's because the new Republic. I was about to say right.
4: if it was the Empire convicting him convicting him of war crimes then Damn. That's, you know he is you know yeah so he's off the hook
1: just just on an side um if this is the new Republic um what comes out of rise of Skywalker is it the new new Republic <laughs> I'm just I'm just oh, asking wait. the question
3: that's right because Force Awakens, uh, they kind of blew them up.
1: Yeah, (laughs) just asking the question. Anyway, continue.
2: (laughs) So um, we have the scene of them trying to figure out how they're going to escape. And as you said, um, Mando finds the vent and Kara tries to blast it open. Uh, What's up, AJ? You (laughs) want to give a thought? So as
3: as you get up to that point, um, because, you know, he hears the Moff Gideon hears the the blasters go off, yeah. and he's probably figuring, "Oh, so you want to escape? Well, let me lay it down." I
1: love that part. That part was he just sick. Expl- yeah, he, said, he, he basically ex- said, "Um, <laughs> expl- you can tell <laughs> you can tell that panic is setting in, right,
2: AJ?" Yeah, that's exactly. You could that, right?
3: he he just explains their situation with such
2: as like, oh. I he just, just the whole monologue He's by Mafia was awesome. He's a good villain. Hey,
3: so look, I have this E-Web over here. I might use it on you. No, wait, I am going to use
1: it on you. <laughs> and 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 he drops a little bit of, of mythology as well because not only does he say that, but he, he also goes and he talks to, to the Mandalorian and says, you should remember this because these are the exact weapons that we used in the Siege of Mandalore um and he references a specific <coughs> battle he what was it the night of a thousand tears yes yep. i believe so. so you know there's all this world building that's going on while he's laying it down for these guys and saying hey basically you guys are screwed you know
2: and this is also to me we do have to mention quickly this is also how mando knows who he is because he mentions that his real name mando's real name din Djin, what? Din Djarin. It's, it's going to take me a while to get that I told name cuz I've been calling him Mandalorian. Uh, Din
1: Djarin. Din,
2: Din, Din Djarin or Din
1: Din
3: Djarin. I think well, it's Djarin. Jarn. The D is the, yeah, the D is D is silent, silent, but so I think it's Jarn.
2: Look at it. That's how it is. Somebody look <laughs> it up. Whatever race that he's that he's from cuz we don't find out what his race is actually. We find no, we out don't. W- that he, you know, but that's the he joins the creed of the Mandalorians, but again like his real name was only in the archives on that planet that was being destroyed by the separatists earlier when they show his origins and the only person that could have known that as far as he knows was moff gideon because i guess he knew that he was there and he was involved in it that he there's no other way essentially that anybody could have known his name because he hasn't used that name since he was a little kid and i think he said he 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 never spoke that name again once he became a Mandalorian. Correct. Yes. Um, So we have a little bit of of building the backstory there. Um, And then we have have a a great scene again with IG-11 as he comes charging back into town. Yes, um, that's actually one of my favorite moments when he's well. Baby Yoda is is, is loving it. He's like laughing and <laughs> enjoying the ride, which is I awesome. Know, this is so awesome because <laughs>
0: it shows that he still has he's still a kid. Yeah, exactly. There's he doesn't of, know
2: exactly what's going there's
0: on. There's a lot of good baby
2: moment, blah, 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 Baby Yoda moments in this episode. So um, <laughs> that was one of them. But uh, IG Eleven protecting Baby Yoda, and then Baby Yoda is like mounted like kind of on his chest when he rides in on the speeder. And then he spins around so that Baby Yoda is behind him and does what he did in the first episode. He's just blasting in random directions with those two blasters. That's a really cool moment. Um, And he basically is kind of coming to their rescue. But Moff Gideon is starting to lose some patience at this point. And he brings in the trooper that you mentioned, the shock trooper. Oh.
1: Well, that's after he blows Mando to bits, right? Yeah. So Mando's critically injured, and they they retreat back to not the same place. No, it's the a, same place. Is it the, no, same it's place? the same they go place? Yeah. To the, the oh yeah, that's again. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go back to the same place, but yes. now um, they're a little worse for wear because Mando is critically injured.
2: Right, that's the moment that I that I kind of got the sense that either Moff Gideon is just such a cold, calculating warrior, and always has been, which can definitely be the case, or like there was a little like maybe force help there. That was like allowing him to get that much of an upper hand on Mando, who to this point was at least hanging with every bad guy that he was fighting for Mm. the most part. Mm -hmm. I think was uh, no, I I think that was just like
0: you know, Mando is basically fighting off an army, and then when he goes off against Gideon, Gideon used his um, his wise, I guess, experience to not go one on one with Mando. Instead, he sees that he can blow up a canister, not only you know. I don't think that he necessarily intended to hurt Mandalorian as much as create an explosion of an extract, uh, 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 distraction to not get killed by the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was more that like, well, he's about to shoot me. Let me blow this thing up as cover for myself, and mm-hmm. it happened to hurt Mandalorian. It was Cara
2: well. that pulled him back into the building. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm, as far as the explosion goes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think I don't think that that was like something too special. I think that was more like you know i got to cover my tracks and it happened uh
2: well you tell us about it cuz you were you were thinking in a similar way as i was when mando was like basically giving his death speech yeah he was giving
0: his death speech which
2: was it it, it was really it was it was awesome because
0: of the way that it was delivered and mm-hmm. um he you know sometimes when we have scenes like this like where like i'm not going to make it you know when they get told yes you are you're coming with me they just pick him up and go but he repeated i'm not going to make i'm not going to make it as much and they kept trying to like tell him, convince him that you are going to make it you're going to do this you're going to take care of baby Yoda he's like no take him and protect them you have to go and then they finally go and leave him you know because he wanted to die a warrior's death and Kara noticed you the know? blood on his coming Yeah to his Kara head. noticed uh, the blood behind the helmet and she says i need to take this off and he's like no because, again, he wants to die a warrior's death. He wants to so die awesome. protecting their escape and stuff. IG-11 comes through. They, they you know, Cara Dune uh, takes away Baby Yoda, and they go off to, like, try to escape. IG-11 uh, stays back um, to help him, and he tells him, I need to remove the helmet to help you. And uh, Mando goes, like... You move it and you die. Mm-hmm. You know, well, pointing a gun at IG <laughs> as like I've never actually no. First he says I've never uh, I've never shown my face to a uh, living to a living being. It's part of my creed. Mm-hmm. This is the way. And then IG11 goes like I'm not living. And then he pulls off the helmet, and you see like a very kind of desperate looking Mando. Like he realizes this is the end, but you know. He's not happy about it he said like I, I i see i think i even see maybe a little teary-eyed and, and whatnot yeah. but ig11 sprays him with like some op spray can Spectre. that all of a sudden Spectre. Spectre. Spectre, yeah. Yeah, he it a back it's back 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 yeah it's the thing that healed
1: uh luke skywalker after uh the Empire. right
0: right but we're talking about he says like your cpu is damaged meaning your brain mm-hmm. which is why he has like uh diminished motor function skills right? Mm -hmm. He sprays it on him and all of a sudden like his brain is kind of getting back to normal which is kind of cool. (laughs) It's pretty OP. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's one thing to like, you know, Fix like your muscles and stuff like that. It's a whole nother thing to repair
2: your brain. Your brain
0: yeah. You know, like you know, maybe chunks of your brain are missing, but let's 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 bring that all back.
2: Although maybe we'll see something like something related to that in season um, two. Maybe he'll still have lasting effects from that. No, nah, I don't think so because so
0: IG Eleven helps him up and he carries him basically through the tunnel to regroup with everyone, and you hear him say like, "Wait a minute, I can stand, I can walk." And yeah, then IG-11 goes like, oh, the backdoor must be, it's it's taking effect, it's working. And then all of a sudden, he's back to 100% normal Mandalorian. So, and that kind of leads really to... It's a sensu bean. I, I felt it's that... It's like the sensu bean. Yeah. It, it literally
4: is. But I felt that that was kind of rushed so that they can get to, like, more stuff, but... It was definitely a
0: mechanic that, that was used to bring him back to life. Like it's, it's almost like a little bit of a retcon that he got exploded.
1: Let me, let me so. ask you a question, because I, I find it interesting, the choice that they made in terms of that scene, because um, if, if we go back, the uh, shock trooper uses fire, and they're about to get <coughs> basically barbecued, right? Mm-hmm. And Baby Yoda holds back... The fire yeah. and actually pushes it back to the the shock trooper right, and incinerates right. him, and that's when he falls because of exhaustion. He's mm-hmm. overexerted mm-hmm. himself, so now you can't use Baby Yoda to heal the Mando, right? Yeah. Which is something that they've they, I they did that purposefully, yeah, them, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that they were
0: like because you know obviously. You know, it would have been Yoda to heal him, if anything, but they had to kind of do that to give us the dramatic feel of like, hey, man, like he's actually going to die that's mm-hmm. because Yoda's not 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 around right now. He's he's out of commission. There you go. So that's you why know? they give so him like that limitation. You know, kind yeah. You yeah, yeah, can only yeah. do
2: one really powerful. Yeah, force exactly. He's mm-hmm. cool. just like I'm wiped out. Yeah.
0: Baby Yoda, baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. All he wants to do is ride on a speeder all day. He doesn't want to yeah. use the force. But when <laughs> he has to, he needs a baby nap right away.
2: He's like a deus <laughs> ex machina, but he's a well used one. Yeah. You know, he's like he comes in in the last moment in certain right, scenes. Right, right, They do it for the right Reasons, which
0: is nice, and so the group is making their way to the uh, covert, um, and uh, they they find the armorer, which is one of the best scenes. If it wasn't for the scene where they, uh, you know, canonize the fact that like Mandalorian is a creed, not a race. <laughs> Don't grunt. It's a culture. Um, This would be my favorite scene out of the entire show. Mm. Kara knew it,
2: right? She was the one who said that it was a culture. She knew it. Yeah, 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 she knows it.
0: Yeah, she's the one that said, like, it's not a race. And then he responds, it's a creed. And boom, flashback. So cool. Which makes her more interesting. Yeah, it does, actually. Because she does have, like, a lot of knowledge of, like, species and stuff. She's very well-traveled.
4: And then not to mention uh, half of, basically most of the uh, Mandalorians are dead.
3: Oh yeah, because first they find the right. Well, we of don't armor. know that. We don't
0: know that. She said. She well, said. Like he asked, like, "Hey, did any uh, the did any make it make yeah. it out?" And she says, "I would hope so." So they For leave it open. They, we don't know how many did if they, you know, maybe only the the the, the, the heavy the heavy, uh, heavy infantry the heavy Survive. infantry survived Paz Vizla? Yes. So, so anyway, we have the scene yeah, just, with the armor, which is uh, AJ's favorite scene. I think everybody else's probably that one of their absolute favorite scenes where mm-hmm. she goes into more mandalorian lore you know uh he the mandalorian explains um or introduces her to uh baby yoda mm-hmm. explains that this is the reason why he was able to uh, he defeated the mudhorn. Uh, the mudhorn um and uh but Explained that this is why it wasn't an honorable killing because it was done by, I guess, an enemy, at, at, at least what they think is an enemy. And she she explains that, like, she knows these sorcerers. She's heard of these stories before. Knights um, of the Old Republic, the Knights bros. Knights of the Old Republic, right? They use mm-hmm. the Jedi Force powers and everything. And um, she explains to him that now he's a. Uh, Baby Yoda's a foundling, not an enemy. And because he's a foundling, mm-hmm. and in Mando's uh, caretaking, he has basically not necessarily a choice, but because of the creed, which she explains, because of the creed, once she he has a foundling, he either has to train it, raise it, and train it, mm-hmm. or return it to its uh, um, to its race. But since he's too weak to be trained, he needs to return it to his you know, his planet, man, his race, his or his family, 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 or whatever. And and, and I think this, guess, I guess, it sets up, like, where season two is going to be going. Um, Road trip. For what he's doing. <laughs> but it's awesome, because she's like, you know, this is the way. Everything is, like, this is the way. This is our creed. That's such a great you know? line, man. It's like, for oh everything. This, it's basically their version of, I have spoken. Because he's like, wait, you want me to train this thing? He's like, no. no is you have to bring it to his family. This is the way. <laughs> part of our creed. And I'm like, dude, like that's awesome. You know, I'm gonna it start using really it when awesome. I teach. Um <laughs> and so Should. they go on his way, they go on their they go on their way after he restocks on some ammunition. I don't wanna say all
2: ammunition. He gets the jetpack. What is he it he get? Called? The oh phoenix yeah, that's right. Ri- the rising phoenix, phoenix. The, rising phoenix.
0: <laughs> the rising phoenix, which is a very mm-hmm. crucial scene because it denotes why he truly is still kind of green, because she says um she asked him have you been trained in the rising phoenix mm-hmm. we don't know what this is yet because they don't have it on screen mm-hmm. and he goes like when i was a child yes and then she goes like then here you go you will drill with it you cannot use it it will not lift for you if uh, uh so
2: you
1: don't it will not it will, it will, it it will not like speak
2: to you uh, until you are ready
1: yeah
2: you know um and it calls back to earlier in, in episode three where he's like, I gotta get me yeah, one of those. Yeah, I gotta those. get me one of those. But
0: it's like <laughs> almost like graduation for him, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like he's got his like black belt, you know. Yeah, what
1: he's I mean? got his he's got his jetpack, he's got his signet. Yes, that's right. He
0: and then like right at the end he gets his signet finally, which is the Mythosaur, and she states, You are now a clan of two. So does baby Yoda get that signet too, technically? If he's part of the clan?
1: I'm actually waiting for Baby Yoda to get some Beskar. You know what I'm saying? I could totally
0: see him get, like, a Beskar robe or something like that. That would be ridiculous. So cool. A Beskar onesie. A Beskar onesie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, he has the Amnation. He has the Rising Phoenix. They go on their way. He asked the armor to um, please come through. Come with us. And she's like, no, this is my place.
2: She you has know? to salvage what's left. She has to yeah. salvage
0: what—that's her her creed. That's her creed is she has to salvage whatever armors left and protect the armory, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we, we get, get a cool awesome, scene. Awesome scene. Yeah, who wants to describe the scene?
2: Anybody? You do, because it was your favorite hey, scene. Okay. What happens? What does the armor do when them stormtroopers show up?
4: So, first so of cold. all, like they're, she's just sitting down, and then it's it's. Uh, all of a sudden, from both sides, they just come storming in from the sides. Who's they? Huh? The stormtroopers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, like, all around. They're surrounding her, right? One of them hits hits her on the head and is, like... Um, hey,
1: Mando. To blast the blaster to blasted her, to her, to her head. Head. Yeah. yeah,
4: and then he says, like, something like... Hey, Mando. Hey, Mando. And then all of a sudden... She's just sitting there, and then out of nowhere, she gets up and whacks him. Literally, where? I
2: with think the, it was with in the, the face. Tools. Yeah, in with the, the face. Tools.
4: And then she just completely um, destroys them. Like one of them, she throws.
2: It was into vicious. The, she yeah, throws. Was. Yeah. Oh, into the furnace. Yeah. Into the furnace. Oh. One of oh, them. Yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> oh man, that was the Wilhelm oh, yeah. scream, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Was it? Uh,
1: I don't remember.
4: Probably I mean, no, back in
2: chat. Either way, yeah. it was still cool.
4: And then she uses her hammer and just punch, like literally, whacks him across the face, and then his <sighs> mask just his mask comes, comes off. Through. Yeah, it just it explodes.
0: <laughs> we've and never, then, we've never even seen that from Sword Troopers, right?
1: Nope.
4: No. And the
0: then only, the only time a lot we of get close
3: in, uh, in this show, mm-hmm. the only time we get close to that is in Rogue One with uh, IP Man. IP Man. Itman, oh, it oh, yeah, or <laughs> yeah, oh, it it about Donnie Yen's yeah, character.
1: <laughs> his
2: name? What is his name again? In, uh, continue. I shall look it up. Yeah, continue. Tell us more.
4: Okay, then there's another one where she holds the blaster with like two hammers right, and the force, the
2: force
4: starts course, pulling it, and it starts pointing. The person starts shooting with it, and she just makes it so that it points directly to another stormtrooper. And then there's one where she, like, takes one of them down and then just starts... Just smashes beating. the head. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And then all oh. you hear is, like, crunches and, like, pieces of uh, Stormtrooper armor just flying up. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah
2: The other guy's is Baze, His mm-hmm. friend. But so... Mm-hmm. We have that fantastic scene of the and armor. And then we go and then into her She kind of like ending. sits down and gets back to work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's
0: why she's still like, you know, all the Mandalorians are either gone or dead, but she's still around. We just got proof of why she's still around. Because
2: she's mad. Majorly I wonder if
0: acts. she she's probably like force sensitive. Like, how does she know <laughs> that they're coming and that she's ready for them? It's so sick.
2: She usually, yeah. She was kind of like almost meditating before they yeah, showed up. Exactly.
0: Well, she is like as the armor. She's basically their priestess. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking so, the same yeah, thing from yeah. like the
2: very beginning, which makes her all the more cooler. She's I like a warrior priestess. Yeah, which is super badass. So um, n- now
0: we get to, um, you know, towards the end where we have a huh. We have, we have, we basically come to a, la- a river of lava. The river sticks. Okay. Well, <laughs> the river
3: Phlegathon.
0: Whatever it's an called. <laughs> fire River. Whatever it's called, it's a river of lava. Okay. that happens to have a boat that doesn't <laughs> seem to like melt. Hey, I wonder if the boats met you at went with,
3: You went to the mythology, so I just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that was awesome. Um, and, uh,. uh this cool R2 unit comes to life oh literally God. with <laughs> arms and legs, it's which is dope. the most thing on earth. It's freaking awesome. You know, it's still just it's a regular creepy a little bit. It, it was, no, really I wasn't scared, sure if it's no. going to like start attacking them or whatever. Yeah, it was but really weird. But he's just a, 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 a ferryman, you know what I mean? Ferrying them across the lava and all that. When, um, he's buried in junk, and then all of a sudden he rises up.
2: Yeah, like, <laughs> <ached and> like <laughs>
0: when like Din or Mando, rather, he, uh, bro know using that awesome helmet um sees that there's a platoon of stormtroopers waiting at the end and they can't st- stop themselves from going on the river and uh we get like this super cool scene with ig11 and mando and whatnot and um you know it's kind of like an emotional and heartbreaking scene with a call back to a lot of our childhoods with judgment day two with judgment day t2 judgment day yeah you know mm-hmm. you have ig11 you know do the self-sacrifice where he goes, you know, I need to go and self-destruct. You must promise me that you will take care of the child.
2: Yeah, so he can and take care yeah, of his exactly, second directive. Exactly. So
0: cool. His primary directive is now to take care of baby Yoda. His secondary directive is to uh, self-detonate because he cannot be captured alive, which is something that was planted in the first episode, which is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Like a little breadcrumb. Um, Mando, see, I, I, this is where I feel like, you know, um, the Ognath spirit, where uh, Quill spirit is in IG-11s. Mando doesn't want to see IG-11 die, not just because mm-hmm. he's protected Yoda and all that, but also because I think he, he sees Quill mm-hmm. in IG-11. He doesn't want to see him die because mm-hmm. of that. 100%. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but IG-11, knowing that there is no scenario, based on his calculations, where IG-11 survives and the baby survives... He tells Mando, "You must promise me that Baby Yoda will be taken care of, will be looked after in your care, um, so that he can default to his second thing." So it's like Mando has to sentence him to death. Can I? Can I just
2: make one point for those who have seen? No, this movie? I mean carry
0: on. Carry this on with totally, the rest, yeah. I don't.
2: I don't want to get too far afield on this one, but like for me, a couple of times, maybe it's because I saw this movie mm-hmm. again recently, but yeah. I got so many like the professional vibes from oh, like certain parts when they're pinned yeah. down. When when basically when he's having the conversation yes. with I G Eleven, it's like at the end when Natalie Portman is telling Jean Reno's character, or when Jean Reno is like, yes, you know, telling her, "Go, I'll will come back for you, or I'll will find you." I kind of got vibes of that movie. Yeah, from man, it's, it's, I saw you know, that it's
0: recently like, too. It's such a good movie. You know, it's when like you know when you know that you're going off to like certain death and you can't do anything about it, you just gotta accept it. That's kind of what it is. And so he, you know, Mando accepts the responsibility of taking over of taking taking care of baby Yoda away from IG-11 allowing him to self-detonate and he steps into the lava and we get this like awesome shot of him like walking through lava slowly disintegrating in the lava so much just like the Terminator does after saying goodbye to John Connor telling him that I must go and actually before we get there before we get there um, there was an awesome scene where, um, where IG Eleven tells Mando that like you're sad, and Mando goes like, "No, I'm not. I'm not." and I think Eli actually—that's what he wants to talk about here. He's like giving me a look. <laughs> Eli, go ahead.
2: Uh,
0: Are you sad? Are you sad because of the scene? Huh? Are you sad because of the scene? Did it make you cry? No, no, <laughs>
4: but it, it did. It did sucker punch me literally God, in the chest. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, that, man, that that sucks because, yeah,
3: the thing that makes it even worse is that he
0: hates droids with a passion, yeah, right? And we and actually we know why because his his childhood memory is seeing the droids kill his entire all his people, yep. right? So aside from the fact that Mandalorians in general hate droids, he has a personal vendetta against them. But yep. he's sad to see IG Eleven go, and IG goes. You know, he says, you're sad. And Mandalorian says, no, I'm not. And IG-11 <laughs> no, says, no. I'm a nurse droid.
2: I'm not crying, you're crying. I'm a nurse droid.
0: <laughs> I can tell based on your voice. Yeah.
2: And, like, he puts his head down, he puts too, his head down, and it's who like... Who and and, 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 up
0: and, and it. the last thing that IG-11 does before he actually does step into lava is that he slowly caresses the ear of Baby Yoda, which shows me that IG-11 isn't just a robot. Yeah, he really
2: is, like... A, like almost like Quill, Quill's soul, like inhabited yes, exactly.
0: Which is why it which kills is makes me.
2: Mando even more sad. It kills yeah, me that, that, that they connection. took away mm-hmm. Quill and IG Eleven. It absolutely destroys me that they did that. It was really hard. I like we had a conversation about it earlier, and you're, you're right. They maybe could have saved one of them, and maybe saved their sacrifice for the second season. But I think the gut punch was still really a
0: my problem. my my thing is that they could have saved. Like, kill Quill off now because that's a, that was a big enough gut punch as it is. It was huge. It's so huge. And then have Quill live through IG 11 and then maybe kill him off in the second season. But damn, both of them. Yeah, I know. Oh, Like, I just don't see personally how they're going to um, create another character that's going to do better than IG 11 and Quill. I, I have I faith think they, they will. W- that they I have will. faith that they can. Yeah. I just think those shoes are really big to fill. I
2: think and I don't we'll think that they'll be able to like surpass it. Let me ask you this question to kinda like address that. Is there a character this season that you actively disliked? That I actively disliked. Well or, or was I just wasn't, lukewarm I wasn't, about?
0: I'm lukewarm about Cara Dune. That's mainly mm-hmm. because of um and, and I hate to to say this because I um I am very proud of um Gina Carano's uh acting career and, mm-hmm. and, and the strides that she's made and stuff like that. From Deadpool but two on or Deadpool on. Yeah, but like just in general, like I mean I've I've seen like her earlier earliest work and and I know that she was like pretty much on the verge of quitting acting altogether until yeah. she got this role. Mm-hmm. So I'm very proud oh, wow. that she's gone this far. Okay. You know, and, and where she is. And I'm and you know, this last episode really did kind of reinstall a little bit more faith in uh in, in her as this mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but I, I'm only lukewarm over her because she's just the weakest of the bunch, but not weak by any means necessarily. It's just the weakest compared to everyone else because I think uh, Werner Herzog played amazing. I think Nick Nolte's performance was amazing. Uh, IG 11, whoever the actor was, I don't even know who it is, but he was amazing. Taika Watanabe.
2: Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, for, for like they were now. just. Um, how many i mean look at how many amazing characters they created this season I right think, that's my faith, thing like, well, so, uh, th- th- that's my thing it. like
0: i have faith but it's just it's one of those things where like you've 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 pretty much done one of the rarest things which is to create amazing characters all in one season the very first season create these amazing like do amazing character development and then you kill them off what if you don't do it as good you know I, when like you I know think, it's like you I created this gold mine like let let's 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 keep mining this this gold mine a
2: little bit you know i'll make one last argument and then we can Move yeah, let's move on to the end. I'll make one uh, last argument for, for for my confidence in this. I haven't even seen a lot of Dave Filoni's work, and but I know the characters he's created. Right, right, right. That's why I have even more faith that they'll bring some more great characters to the yeah. table. Maybe, maybe not even. Well, yeah, maybe better ones. But but like they really set a high standard. Yeah. I will. Give yeah, you I that. mean, yeah. It's just I just like
0: you're not gonna be able to bring Nick Nolte back. Right. As an as an actor, you know, like mm-hmm. even playing like you know, it's fine to kill cool off, but like. I wanted to see more Nick Nolte. I want, or I want to, I want to see it here more. Character. Maybe Quill has I a twin brother not, somewhere. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> if that's don't it. don't do that. No. no.
3: <laughs> no. And listen,
0: I,
1: I wanted to, you know, just touch on one of your your comments before about Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. She was she was very public in saying that she was about to quit acting. Yeah, she was public. And, yeah, she and, was public you know about it. She wasn't. She I, was, I have to say that I'm like you on on that level where. I I like how she's grown as as an actress yeah. because remember I think her first acting credit was Haywire.
0: Well, Haywire was
1: her first starring credit, right? But she was voiced over. Yeah, she was that, voiced and over, and which
0: that which was very jarring. When yes, I saw it was. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like
1: I said, to see her come from there to where she is now, you know, we're, I'm just super proud of her yeah. because Leaps I, I think that's great. You know what I'm saying? And she's showing off some of her acting ability. And,
0: you know, it's it's still not there yet, but you see her progressing as an actress. And you know actress. what? I I, I, I want to kind of retcon myself. I'm in a retconning mood because of uh, the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and uh, I I want to say that like I'm no longer lukewarm about her character at all. Because, you know, even though like there may have been strong performances by everyone else, I do believe that like. She 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 did her part. She played her role well. I can't see anyone else as as uh, a mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is usually my benchmark for you know a character. Is like, well, if someone, if mm-hmm. I feel like someone else could have played him better, mm-hmm. then then I would have preferred that, right? Like, I can't see that anymore, um, and. Being surrounded by this cast and the people that she's in, I think she's in great hands to like further develop as an actress. She hangs with them, yeah. She does hang. She hangs, and, she yeah, really she hangs hang. she hangs and that's what it, that's important. Mm-hmm. So super, super awesome. All right, let's her. finish off so. this uh,
2: this thing here. So I don't even want it to end. It was so, so good. So <laughs> Jose, why
0: don't you carry us through the very ending then? After uh, IG Eleven meets the stormtroopers, and then. Uh, yeah. Says his uh, directive, which is, I cannot be captured. I must self-destruct. And then, boom, goes the droid the
2: thermal detonator in his chest goes off. Yep. And Finally. everybody thinks, Oh, we're okay now. All the stormtroopers are have been blown to bits. But no, Moff Gideon is not. He ain't having it. He is not having it. He comes through on that awesome TIE fighter, which you kind of knew he was. He was coming. He wasn't in that group. You knew he had to come through, and he he's uh, blasting at them. And they're running out of hope. Uh, I think Grief Karga. They're shooting at. Uh, they're shooting their blasters at him. Kara comments like, "Our blasters are useless against his ship." And Grief Karga says, "I'm out of ideas." Mando goes, "I'm not." And we get to see the payoff uh, of the Rising Phoenix. Mando pulls off. Uh, we, he rises up into the sky in the jetpack, and it was really cool. That that whole shot I thought was awesome because you see him go right over the Tie Fighter as it flies past. And then uh, he uses his grappling hook to attach to the die fighter, uh, which probably would have ripped his arm off. But whatever. I don't care. Still awesome how he kind of, like, rides along with it.
1: I hate that that was a scene from the trailer. You know, I I wish I hadn't seen the trailer. because I forgot it. Yeah, that was a scene in the trailer. I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. You know, the trailer, they show him, they show um, Moff Gideon, and they show uh, the Mandalorian on top outside, so...
2: You know, whatever. That whole scene is awesome. You see, you kind of see an awesome, like, struggle as you see Moff Gideon realizing that Mando is on his ship. You see him trying to, like, do all these crazy maneuvers to knock Mando off. He was
1: still kind of calm at that point, right? Yeah, Yeah, he was 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 never, like,
2: he was never frustrated until he realized what Mando was trying to do and had done. Yeah, Uh, He tries to put that first detonator on on the TIE fighter. (laughs) That flies off. He loses it and explodes back in the distance. Um, but then he's able to attach the second one to the wing of the TIE fighter. He attaches two. Yeah, yes, second, attaches and two. Right. yeah. Second, second and the third. You're right, second and the third. It's right to the to the the weakness between the body of the TIE fighter and the wing, and that's the first time you see him off Gideon. Like, oh, oh crap! crap. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he sees, and that's that's like another like little thing added to uh, Star Wars lore. Apparently, there's sensors on the TIE fighter that yeah, yeah, detect yeah, yeah. explosives and danger, <laughs> which is cool. I have no problem with it. Um, But, like, it it gave us that great reaction from Moff Gideon. And this is kind of... I'm going to let you guys kind of take us a little further in because this is where you guys did have a little issue with the episode. So maybe, Walt, do you want to tell us, like... It's a very minor, minor thing. Yeah. We don't need to, like, super go into it or whatnot. No, it just... For me, and I think um,
1: Wolfie, you agree also. It was kind of jarring how it just he crashes the Tie Fighter yeah,
2: after it blows off the wing, right? right?
1: The the wing blows off and he loses control, and we see the Tie Fighter go. What was it like over a Dune or mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah, something like that. And it crashes.
0: Yeah, it no explosion. Over Cara, no explosion. Just a crash. It. You know,
2: crash. and then
1: it's it's very abrupt because there's no denouement. You know, what I'm saying there's no there's no It just goes from hey, he's crashed. What do we do next? We won. Yeah, it, it, they they literally. But not not, not just what are we Mando, doing Mando. next?
0: It's like basically what are we doing next season?
1: Right. Exactly. Because Mando <laughs> lands yeah, awkwardly, kind of. yeah. right, and then they go straight into grief. Karga saying, "Oh well, you know, we've wiped the the villainy and scum off this planet. <laughs> um,
0: We're back to bounty honey yeah, ways. This planet's you know, a great place. The, why don't you just is, stay is
1: back and
0: yeah." Um,
4: Boy,
1: I, I, it just felt jarring to me. You know? I feel so that
4: I feel that that would be something that a grief cargo would say.
1: Yeah, he, I, I thought that
4: that was good that for his true. character. Hey, he We're back in business. Yeah, he's,
1: he's, he's he's ever the optimist, you know. <laughs> he stays in character, so that is true. But it, it was just a little weird that it was so abrupt the
0: way they yeah. did it. You know? The pace my, was my, my my issue with it is that um, it's not realistic for you to have just finished literally just one second earlier landed from blowing up a TIE fighter not completely blowing it up but like just you know forcing it to crash and looking at that explosion just as you just as you're landing and then walking over is like hey so what are we gonna do now for the rest of our lives
2: yeah you know what I mean I didn't even think much of it until you guys brought it up and I realized when I was watching the episode I was like I, I thought immediately when when that TIE fighter crashed I was like he ain't dead Moff Gideon ain't dead. If we can think of it, and we can be yeah. like, let's go check if this guy is freaking yeah. dead. Then yeah, you're right. Like it does take a little bit away from the episode. Yeah, because
0: I mean, look, you you're we're talking about a bunch of scavengers. All three of them are scavengers, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, at the very least, if you if you blow up like even just. A basic Tie Fighter. You're gonna go try to scavenge and see what you can get, what bounty you and, can and get. And not only that, I mean? like just I, from that standpoint.
1: I and, and so. not only that, I think Cara Dune has enough experience as a shock trooper, yeah. where you know she's been through the wars and stuff like that. Right. That she would have been like, you know what? Let's just go double check to make sure. You know what?
0: Now that you bring that up, even more so because she has a personal vendetta against them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Let's so see. why wouldn't and so and so does Mando. Sure. Why wouldn't you go double check that he's gone? You know, do the double tap. Have you not seen Zombie Land? <laughs> double tap. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean?
4: Well, she did say it. She said it, oh once I believe. But no, no, no. So she,
0: she said, said about, the troopers, about the stormtroopers, not troopers. about moth Giddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, we're talking about. Maybe I'll stay here for a little bit. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. You know. So, so Grief Karga is gonna stay on Navarro, and so
0: is Caradun. Caradun is gonna be his enforcer, basically. His enforcer. She just yeah. got a job.
1: Yep. And um, the guild is back. Back, baby. There's no
0: more stormtroopers, even though it hasn't been confirmed by any of them, and that's st- the that scene. Right. Except just, guess. they just they just they just assume.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, well, like like I said, at least the um, ones that they saw maybe were yeah. were taken care of, but they don't know like who else was and, and, on the planet.
1: And Kyra did say that you know she was going to stay just in case there's some more stormtroopers. Yeah. Right. So
2: you know.
3: More to that point, I'm pretty sure in one of Grief Karga's earlier transmissions that he said they occupied the planet. Yeah. Not just a little rinky-dink city in Navarro, the
0: planet. Yeah, but then he also says that the planet is back to normal, so... (laughs) like. He didn't just say the city of Navarro. He said the planet has been rid of villainy and scum. Who's going to argue with Carl Weathers at this point? <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so yeah. we have basically, like, they set up in one scene. They set up basically the, the, the next season and what the plot lines are going to be about what everyone's doing. and uh, but, but. But we also get one more person's uh, plot line for next season, a little bit. He absolutely survives, and we've already spoken about this a little bit, we
2: get the unveiling of the dark saber. The Jawas, yeah, the Jawas are trying to take stuff off, as they're wont to do. They're trying to scavenge all the junk that's left over, and Eli, why don't you tell us about the scene a little bit? Right? The one that you predicted. Yeah. Yeah. The, one
4: that, you the predicted. one that I predicted, right? Yeah, sure. um, before we go into this, I just want to say one minute before the actual thing happened, I was looking directly at the doorway and I said... He's gonna come out with the dark saber or with the lightsaber.
0: He did. Should play the (laughs) lottery today. Then, yeah, I should. I
4: should. And then out of nowhere, I just see right. What happens is the Jawas around. They're scavenging. Uh, you see the um cut the the cut coming through. Like it points out, and it's completely melting it, and it starts creating a square or an oval or whatever that is a square and it it he, he pushes out and then he just gets on top of the tie fighter
1: looking at the sky
4: looking at the sky with a lightsaber or should i say a dark saber because it's completely black and and he's just he has one knee bent and he's just looking at the sky yeah, with smoke in it. the background
0: and that's that's pretty much where the show ends so so good
1: I think we need to talk a little bit about the dark real quick, just for the people that don't know what the dark saber is. Um, AJ, do you want to you want to head this topic out? Okay, so from what I remember from Clone Wars,
3: um, there was the the one Mandalorian Jedi. What was his name again? Tare Vizla. Tare Vizla. He was cool, but then <laughs> once. <laughs> But then, once he passes away, I guess the Jedi gain hold of the dark saber and keep it with them. Correct. But not before, I guess, how many ever, how many ever decades later, Previsla goes and steals it from them with a little bit of aiding and a. Well, I don't know about it. Okay, I was about to mess up there, but basically, he was helped by Darth Maul in some sense because mm-hmm. he was in the background scheming for control of uh, Mandalore. They eventually take over Mandalore with their scheming and their plotting. But then Darth Maul goes, hey, so that's a pretty nice lightsaber you got there. It's pretty much the symbol of your leadership. I want it. And he's like, well, no, you can't have my leadership. You have to fight me for it in the traditional Mandalorian way. And Darth Maul, this is the
1: way. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way.
3: And Darth Maul, well, practically wearing a troll face at this point, says, sure, why not? <laughs> And he he kills him. Just straight up. You can't fight Darth Maul. Sorry. Mm -hmm. He gains control of... Continue.
0: (laughs) Continue. Go ahead. Continue, please. (laughs) Don't get at me, bro. Boba fought Darth Vader twice. Continue. (laughs) And never beat him. Didn't die either.
2: If you survive against Darth Vader, that's pretty awesome. That's a victory right there. Surviving Darth Vader.
0: Continue. So, Darth
3: Maul is holding on to this saber for a little while, up until he gets confronted by Darth Sidious himself, who mm-hmm. basically shuts down his whole operation. Which the, the operation is? Take over Mandalore and establish
1: his own criminal underground empire. So, he's got the, Darth, the Death Watch under his wing, and he creates the Shadow Collective, right? Yes. Which is referenced in Solo. Yes, because that, because he would eventually
3: establish the Crimson Dawn.
0: That would have been dope if we had Solo 2, but I no, know. not gonna happen. Yes,
3: after uh, Darth Maul
0: gets captured,
3: you technically don't have. Wait, no, I'm sorry, I retract that. We see the dark again in Star Wars Rebels.
1: Well, it falls at some point to the the, the Night Sisters of Dathomir, um, but then you're right. Some at some point, Sabine Wren from Rebels picks up the dark takes it back from Maul. I
3: thought. Oh wait, yeah, that's right, because mm-hmm. she goes to his lair. Correct. Oh, so maybe it never left his possession in that case, then.
1: No, he he had, he he had it. Uh, Sabine took it. Um, she actually was trained in using it by Kanan Jarrus, and in the only instance where we have the transfer of the dark saber without combat, she gives <laughs> it to Bo Katan, who uses it, who uses it to unite Mandalore,
3: and that is the last instance we get of the dark saber that we know of, right. up until this lovely little snippet at the end of the episode.
2: That's, uh, that's definitely what I was talking about, though, where the the sequel trilogy answered questions that nobody asked. This is a question that, like, conceivably somebody was like, what the heck happened to the Darksaber? Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: The that's Dark a Saber. question. Yeah.
2: The
1: Darksaber is a symbol of power within the Mandalorian culture. Te- usually, whoever wields the Darksaber is in a position of power in Mandalore
2: itself. Which you makes you wonder saying? why Moff Gideon has it. Is well, it- did he just take it from somebody? Well, I mean, some I, I, I think at
0: this point there is no
2: Mandalorian society right now. They're all in hiding, right? Well, why so did he I want think, it? You um, know, that's what I'm thinking. Why did he want it? Well, how, did he, how thing, did he get it, and why did he want it? Did he just happen upon it? Like, there's so many. Well, questions you know, it's interesting. Well, we,
1: we don't even have to wait till season two to get it because um, remember, Clone Wars is returning uh, in what is it, February or March of next year. Um, they've already said that they're going to be, you know... In. tying, in? Well, not even tie in, but they're going to be focusing on the siege of Mandalore, which is something that we've heard of, especially in this episode, right, yeah, but this not episode, seen. Yeah. And the great thing about it is that, again, this is a Filoni product. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a great way of tying things in from different shows. We may even get a, a chance to see Moff Gideon in Clone Wars. Right. And we may get the answers where how he got the dark saber. I, I'm kind of thinking that he got it through the siege. Um, no, well, well, we don't know. Th- but we th- we, right, don't, know we yet. don't know at this point. I'm just speculating.
3: Well, you know? but here's the thing about that, though. If that was, if if that was the case, then how did, where where, because uh, remember. Uh, what's his name, Pre Vizsla had to get it from the Jedi, and that was during the Clone Wars. So, and then by the end of, well, not by the end of Clone Wars, but further down the timeline, Darth Maul has it, boom, there. Siege of Mandalore is going to happen somewhat after this, but before Rebels.
1: So how would that fit into the timeline exactly? I don't think it's before Rebels, because remember... In Rebels, we see the Mandalorian society. Right. Yes, but that's when that's when I'm talking in terms of the Dark Saber. But right. But what I'm saying is that that's the point where um, she gives she gives the thing to Bo Katan. Remember, Rebels happens before a New Hope. Yes. Guys, we are talking about trust in Filoni, guys. <laughs> trust, trust in, in Felloni. happens before Revenge of the Sith. <clears throat> oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. Boom. Yeah, okay, we, we'll figure this out somehow. I'll just, I'll I just, think,
0: I think we got our topic for the next episode. It's going to be Star Wars yeah Yeah, this is a whole other topic, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we yeah. can
2: discuss. I just want to say one more thing that's slightly off topic. I want to I see when Feige does some Star Wars stuff, what if him and Filoni come together? Because they're so good oh, at continuity. that would be glorious. Some people are worried about <laughs> Feige. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. <laughs>
0: I mean, you can only go up from rock bottom. So, <laughs> <laughs> so true. much.
2: So much. much. Anyway, any final thoughts or quick ideas before I we close on? I just wanted to on pull one thing out.
3: Yes. In regards to why he would want the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. If he was force sensitive, like you guys posit, mm-hmm. well, one of the signature features of a force sensitive user is his weapon. Mm-hmm. What better weapon to have than the Darksaber, which you know exists. And you basically can't track down any
2: Jedi; they're all but dead. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a weapon that's wielded by Sith or Jedi, so that would make it perfect because he's not necessarily Sith or Jedi, but there's maybe four right. sentient. And then there.
3: he can't make one of
1: his own, so appropriate it.
2: And I, I think there's a, an, another interesting fact about
1: the Darksaber, because the dark saber is different in the lightsaber in that,
2: you <laughs> know, in
1: in that it actually um, amplifies the emotion of the user. You know what I'm saying? So it, it gives a little bit more power in that respect. So, um, but this is something that we're going to be you know, finding out more in season two and maybe some of the other properties that Star Wars and Disney has.
2: So I think we all love this episode. We have a lot of thoughts. I'm sure we'll be discussing more about it in the future. Faith has been restored for me in the Star Wars universe. Thank you, John (laughs) Favreau, Dave Filoni, Deborah Chow, Taika Waititi, everyone else who worked on this that I didn't mention, and all the actors. Rick Famuyiwa. Bryce Dallas Dallas Bryce Howard, uh, Bryce Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, she uh, directed an episode as Mm -hmm. well. She directed last week's episode, didn't she? No, no, Or she was did, it six. Uh, she, yeah, did, she, she did, did she did the um, Which yeah. which was a well directed episode, even if it wasn't necessarily super well. No, six? no, no, it no it she wasn't did six. five.
1: It was the one where they were on that planet with the Or was uh, that four? I think that was four. I think it, was it was
3: the four. one right after yes. Yeah, it was number four. Is it yeah. Yeah, the one it where was like that was uh, number four? Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. But like again, like just Just we have some great creative minds behind this, great directors, great showrunners. Great writing by John Favreau. Thank you again for restoring our faith in Star Wars canon and continuity. Um, that's it, guys. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up there. This was a great episode talking about a great show. Um, I mean, if you were listening to this, you've probably already seen it. Go watch it again because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the whole season all over yeah, again because we got to wait until fall 2020 for season two, which Favreau announced today. Um, but thank you, John Favreau, for that. I can't wait to see some of the episodes that uh, Carl Weathers is, uh, is going to direct. I was just about to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah,
0: Sick.
2: he's going to direct season two episode. Um, but we're really looking forward to season two. They left this season off on a great foot. Um, but that's it. That's it. Uh, thank you all once again for joining us on another episode of Geek Geek. Check us out on iTunes. Share and subscribe. Rate and share. Um, give us any comments you have on the episode or any comments you have on the podcast again we always would love to hear what you guys think we should talk about um, what you love that we've already talked about engage us on Facebook and Insta and everywhere else you know, we would like to have discussions with all of you, the fans and you know, maybe in the future we can do a podcast that includes you guys that would be really awesome if we could talk to some of you you know, live and in person you know, we just want to make this again a community so uh, check us out, guys! And again, you know, thank you. thank you for listening and signing off. I am Jose. Wolfie, he's out. Uh, this is AJ.
1: This is Walt, and this is the
2: way.
4: Eli and I have spoken.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you a million times! Now. And as always, my friends out there in the internet world, stay geeky.